Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Elevate your mind. Get yourself together. Elevate your mind. Make yourself feel better. Elevate your mind. Get yourself together. Elevate your mind. Make yourself feel better. Elevate your mind. Get yourself together. Elevate your mind. Make yourself feel better Elevate your mind Get yourself together Elevate your mind Make yourself feel better To the very special person listening to this broadcast Hello beautiful and welcome Welcome to another episode of Taboo Talk Featuring your very own pastor Me, Lady Charmaine Day Today's show is guaranteed to be full of sensitive, intimate, natural conversations rarely talked about in the Christian community. So now, get ready for your very own spiritual consultation. Are you ready? Great. Let's begin. How are you doing, beautiful? I know you are wonderful, incredible, marvelous, and special, because these are all adjectives God used to describe you when he made you. You simply are very, very special. And you know you bring joy to so many people. You are vital on your job, within your home, and inside your community. You also are very kind, loving, uplifting, and nurturing. You truly are a blessing to all whom you meet. So let me give you a warm round of applause for being so special and incredible. Yay! Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. God works through people, and he is working through you to bless others. I want you to know that God is with you wherever you are, and he is extremely proud of you. So keep up the good work because you make God look great. I have a few announcements before beginning the show. If you haven't already, please download onto your Android or iPhone for free the Lady Charmaine Day app. This app is my gift to you for tuning into the show and for your support. The Lady Charmaine Day app has features that allow you to listen to Taboo Talk from your phone, to visit my Facebook fan page, and you can also send in a prayer request. I will pray for you and reply back to you via email. There's also a QR scanner and tip calculator because you know you need those two things on your person. Well, please download the Lady Charmaine Day app today for free. Also, when you have a chance, please visit my website, which is www.ladycharmaineday.com. Again, that's www.ladycharmaineday.com. There you can read my blog, join my Facebook fan page called Lady Charmaine Day, learn more about Taboo Talk, and of course, you can send in a prayer request through the website. I will pray for you and reply back to you via email. 
While at www.ladycharmaineday.com, please visit the store to purchase one of my books, T-shirt products, or programs. I thank you in advance for visiting the site and making a purchase and or donation. It is through your purchases and donations I am able to continue my ministry. And as you know, my ministry is done online through this radio show, Taboo Talk, through my Facebook fan page, Lady Charmaine Day and Taboo Talk, and through my Google Plus page, and through my website, and through my app. So if you're following me through one of these mediums, I consider you a part of my ministry, and I want you to know that I'm praying for you all the time. And my last announcement before beginning the show is thank you. I'll say it again. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. You are truly wanted and appreciated and loved. So thank you for tuning in. Well, today we are so blessed. We are in the presence of greatness. We are in the presence of Professor Griff. Professor Griff has agreed to come on to Taboo Talk and share 21 pearls of wisdom regarding Black History Month. We are in for a treat. Let me tell you more about Professor Griff. Professor Griff is an internationally renowned educator, writer, producer, musician, platinum recording, spoken word artist, lecturer, and founding member of the pioneering and revolutionary hip-hop group Public Enemy, author of the the popular music business guide, Music Business RIP, Resource Information Publication, Griff stands as a highly acclaimed seasoned entertainment industry veteran and sought-after resource on all aspects of the music business. An activist within both the conscious and hip-hop communities, Griff currently stands as a permanent fixture on the international lecture circuit with his riveting and powerful discourse-slash-book, The Psychological Covert War on Hip-Hop. Professor Griff speaks on Tamar Rice's verdict, LeBron James, and the responsibility of black entertainers. Professor is the truth. He's quick on the draw when answering questions. He keeps it authentic. Blacks, whites, and all races can learn from this wise man. Professor Griff, he is the silent assassin. Once you hear Griff's sharp truth, you realize he's a force to be reckoned with. Professor is the truth. He's quick on the draw when answering questions. He keeps it authentic. Blacks, whites, and all races, you hear me, can learn from this wise man. Professor Griff is the silent assassin. Once you hear Griff's sharp truth, you realize he's a force to be reckoned with. So help me help you by welcoming Professor Griff. Hello, Professor Griff. How are you? Yes, greetings. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored because you're here. Thank you. Oh, give thanks. I'd like to meet this Griff guy you just finished talking about. <laughs> me too. Tell him to come and see me. <clears throat> I hear you. <laughs> okay, so let's get into your 21 pearls of wisdom. Okay. Awkward silence. Okay, you want me to say your first pearl? <laughs> No, I don't. You want to ask me about them? <laughs> okay, Professor Griff, what is your first pearl? What is pearl number one? What is it all about? I'm not I'm not really talkative in that kind of way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think I, need to ask you, I think I need to ask you a question first. Um, okay. What, what is a pearl? Why do you consider these pearls? 
A pearl is something that's supposed to be treasured. Excuse me, I'll answer. A pearl is something that's supposed to be treasured. Pearls are not supposed to be given to swine. Pearls are supposed to be valued and uplifted, upholded, and nurtured and listened to. They're a legacy for future generations. That's what a pearl is. Mm, And why aren't they given to swine? They're not given to swine because swine is pigs. Was the scripture talking about human pig or a behavior or a mentality or spirit? They were talking about all form of pig, all forms. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, any way you want to put it. So these are 21 pearls of wisdom. Okay. Not supposed to be given to swine. Okay. Now that we have an understanding of that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your first question? Who is Carter G. Woodson? That's your pearl number one. Wow. Carter G. Woodson. Um, Carter G. Woodson was a man, a black man, who actually stood out among men and was brave enough to attempt to establish uh, between Frederick Douglass and and Lincoln's birthdays a Negro – uh, History Week, because we were referred to Negroes at that time. Now, it would behoove your audience to look up the word Negro. <clears throat> this is just not a term that white slave owners, masters, and slave traders just pulled out of thin air. Due to their ignorance, they thought all black people came from Niger, thus giving us the mm. word Negro and nigger. Then, mm. um, as ignorant as they are, um, redefine a particular behavior after running us through this process uh, using the Willie Lynch letter as the basis and deemed all of us on the level of animals, um, wow. closing out all, ave- all avenues of light. So then when Carter G. Woodson came along, he said, wait, we need to establish at least a day, at least a week, at least a month that we can take out to learn something about ourselves since they have robbed us of self. So Carter G. Woodson gave us his monumental book, The Miseducation of the Negro. And Carter I read G. it. Woodson's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's definitely profound. And you can take and read uh, Miseducation of the Negro today, and you can take some of those pearls of wisdom out of that book and make it applicable to today. But Carter G. Woodson says when you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his action. He will find his proper place, and he will stay in it. And I find that um, in the South, among the older people in the South, they're scared to speak up and out about rights that they claim white people have given them. Carter G. Woodson says you do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, if there's no back door, he will protest until one is made for his use. His education demands it. This is what Carter G. Woodson said in the miseducation uh, of the Negro. So that was Thank my you. that's my first uh, pearl, and I hope um, the individuals that are listening to this can pull something from that first pearl of wisdom given to us by Carter G. Woodson, because Amos Wilson came behind that and said, "How different would our education be if we went to school to learn to create jobs for ourselves?" Dr. Mm. Amos Wilson. Powerful. Thank you, Professor Griff. Professor no Griff, problem. can you please share with us your pearl number two? And what would that be? Know thyself, not based on belief or faith. 
Mm. Well, as I encounter the so-called Christians of today, which are nothing like the Christians of old, Christians of yesterday, um, because these quote-unquote concepts that white people have stolen after the theft of African consciousness, they stole our concepts and concocted and made them a god and made them a religion, Christianity. Now, can you find those concepts in, in, in Africa and other uh, traditions and in cultures uh, throughout the black African diaspora? Of course. So this whole idea of having knowledge itself and it not being based on belief. Um, in ancient Kemet, uh, it is taught, <clears throat> man know thyself, because to know self is to know God. And God is our first and greatest ancestor. And this is not based on faith. Uh, I implore your listeners to go look up the word belief and go look up the word faith and get a deeper understanding of what these two concepts mean. I think this is why we use these terms so much, because it tends to lend to this whole fear-based uh, system of worship that you have to fear God and fall on your knees and crying and begging and this kind of thing. So subsequently, this is where we end up staying because everything is based on the whole idea of belief, and belief has absolutely nothing to do with actual fact. Faith has absolutely to do with nothing, with nothing to do with actual fact. We need to uh, understand that faith and belief are on the way to knowing. But we had a critical period in our sojourn in America, uh, throughout this struggle in America, that we're beyond belief and faith. We actually know what's going on because to know self is to know God. Amen. Amen. Pearl number three, Black is Beautiful, the Melanin God concept. Well, we, before we move on to that, when you, when you keep repeating amen, what does that mean? That means I concur with what you just said. I concur. And do you know that amen was, was stolen from ancient Kemet by whites to put at the end of their prayer? Yes, I do. Amen, and it's amen raw. We have to teach people this. Because if we say, if we keep saying amen and young people hear this and all they're doing is mimicking and repeating and they don't have a knowledge of where this comes from, something simple as that will take young people back into ancient Kemet and get them to study who is Amen-Ra. Why do we say amen or amen? And, where did it, and what, what concept is that? And, and why, why is that uh, so definitive at the end of a prayer? So we need to begin to teach these Valuable lessons. So pearl number three, black is beautiful. Black, black is the essence of everything in existence. But we've been taught to hate black. And we don't think that black is beautiful anymore. But if you go throughout nature and you look at everything that's beautiful, everything comes from a dark womb. Everything comes from that dark melanated place. Everything um, comes from that dark portal. When you get a cut on your finger and your finger begins to heal, right? It's a dark yes. substance that grows around your finger. When you, when you get socked in the eye and your eye turns black and blue, that black and blue is a sign that it's healing. This is why your mom and your dad say, ah, leave it alone. Don't pick it. You understand what I'm saying? Because that dark covering will come over it to heal it. All right? It's called a scab. Inside of the scab is covering it from germs and and, and, and other elements, simply because the healing process is taking place. Even when, when something like that happens, um, black 
to be beautiful simply because it turns dark and because it begins its healing um, process. And that's that whole idea of being highly melanated. You see, the God concept comes out of this, this whole idea of melanin. And we need to un- know and understand that these particular things that are given to us by our creator uh, should let us know that, that, that black is beautiful. But coming into America and being robbed of a name, language, culture, God, and religion and brought down to nothing and made to look at one another um, like we're demons and devils because this is how they wrote us in their history. So when you talk about black, they make us feel that every time we mention black and experience our blackness, it's always a painful experience. So when you look in the dictionary and it talks about black, it's wicked and evil and dismay and dark and ugly. When the newscaster comes on the news and talks about it's going to be a black day today, talking about how that means it's going to be clouds, raining, thunderstorms, and really ugly. So they do this on a conscious and a subconscious level, and we need to know and understand that black is beautiful simply because our melanin causes us to connect with the higher forces, the cosmic forces. This is why we have spiraling nappy hair. This is why we're able to connect with the cosmos. This is why we have skin that we can walk out in the sun and be proud and don't have to fear anything because we're working with this concept called melanin. Melanin is responsible for all of the civilizations being in existence, religion, truth, justice, righteousness, um, um, everything that's in existence. Um, We don't have a superiority complex over white people because we have melanin. We have white people getting melanin shots and uh, injections in their lips and in their skin because they want to be darker because the sun loves black people. You understand what I'm saying? And, um, I do. And, and, and we're in sync with the sun and then with the natural, uh, and natural rotation uh, of the universe. It says in, um, in, in ongoing efforts to destroy black people and people of color, so to speak, uh, these scientists and chemists create uh, designer drugs and design of viruses, uh, like the Zika virus that's out now, and, and, and all these uh, different forms, different exotic drugs that are out now to weaken your melanin. They're specifically structured to chemically bind with the melanin molecule and cause melanin, melanin to become toxic for black people. And they're doing mm. this on purpose. This is chemical and biological warfare. And we can see that wow. going on in Flint, Michigan right now. This melanin, this chemical key to black greatness Essential, uh, essential for melanated people, as taught to us by Carol Bond, um, clearly documents this in his ongoing and documents and, and books that he is putting out. These toxic drugs, such as cocaine and LSD, marijuana, and other drugs, it weakens black people because the melanin is so is so uh, is so powerful uh, in black people. Melanin can become toxic to the black human being because it combines with harmful drugs such as cocaine and other psycho, uh, psych, 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 psycho hallucinogens in, in order to marry itself onto the melanin and weaken the melanin. So we have to, we have to be very, very mindful and very careful um, of, this, of this melanin. Very, very careful. Thank, thank you, Professor Griff. Thank you. And pearl right. number five, the eradication of racism, white supremacy. In order for us to survive in America, we have to eradicate racism and white supremacy. That's not a threat to those people that are listening because I know a lot of Christians in America have a lot of white Christian friends because they like to 
right race off. We can't continue to white right race off simply because white people operate from a system of racism, white supremacy. And because they operate from a system of racism, white supremacy, that gives them this superiority complex over black people. And we need to know and understand this term racism has to be defined and lived by by black people, whether you keep white friends or not. As a matter of fact, if you have a white friend, take this definition down and run it down on your white friend so y'all can make your friendship stronger. Racism, white supremacy is the local and global power system and dynamic, structured and maintained by persons who classify themselves as white, whether consciously or subconsciously determined. Underline those two lines, those two phrases, and run this down to white people, whether consciously or subconsciously determined, because you'll hear white people in the middle, oh, I'm not racist. Well, subconsciously, <laughs> you're probably acting out racism, acting it out on a subconscious level. And it's determined which consists of patterns of perception, logic, symbol formation, thought, speech, action, and emotional response as conducted simultaneously in all areas of people's activity. And these areas are economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war for the ultimate purpose of white genetic survival and to prevent white genetic annihilation on the planet Earth, a planet upon which the vast majority of people on the planet are classified as non-white, meaning black, brown, red, and yellow. They're classified by white-skinned people. And all of the non-white people are genetically dominant in terms of skin coloration compared to the genetic white, recessive, white, light-skinned people. That's Dr. Frances Crest Wilson out of her book, The ISIS Papers. Mm. Dr. Professor Griff, you said without sanctuary you have male as pearl number five. Well, when I say you have male, that was a, a spinoff of the AOL. Remember when computers first got popular and everybody had an email? AOL was saying, yeah. you've got mail. Well, right. if, you've got, if you have mail, what mail are you talking about, Professor Griff? In the book, Without Sanctuary, and here we go again. You see, a lot of Christians don't study. They study the Bible. You understand if they could take it up their dashboard in the car, crack it open, <laughs> and go in it. We need to start studying books like Without Sanctuary. And this book, Without Sanctuary, is a very monumental book simply because there's not a lot of words in this. Pictures of the lynchings and castrations and burnings of black people and put it in a book called Without Sanctuary. When they put it in a book, um, this book was published and, and put out, and we see for the first time, other than what Ginsburg gave us in his book called 100 Years of Lynching, in this book, Without Sanctuary, it shows you all the postcards that white people sent to one another in the mail. Burning black people at the stake, raping black people, cutting off our, our limbs, our penis, our ears, and our noses, lynching mm. And it's all in this book without sanctuary. So this is why I said you've got mail. I, I hear you. Pearl number six, Jesus I, Isa, is black, the Roman conspiracy to invent Jesus, 16 crucified saviors. Please explain. Well, let me explain that, and let me not be long-winded. Jesus, and I put in parentheses, Isa, I-S-A, Isa. Some people say uh, Joshua. Um, in different parts of the world, you will call God by, by the, the, uh, the way they call God, by their native tongue. I'm going to say that again slow, because I know you have some Christians out there listening. In the native lands across this globe, they call on God by their, using their indigenous tongue. If I was in 
Iraq or Iran, not Iran, Iran, and they was to call on Jesus, or call, pardon me, call on God. They wouldn't call Jesus. God in the Arabic tongue is Allah. Okay, I'm going to say that again in English because some of <laughs> Christian friends might think this is blasphemy or whatever. In foreign <laughs> countries, according to their native tongue, when those Christians in those countries call on God, they call on God using their native tongue, and they don't say Jesus. They say Allah. Christians call on Allah. It's not only a Muslim thing. So when I say Isa, I'm speaking according to what Christians say in the lands where Jesus was supposed to have did his sojourn, quote-unquote biblical lands, they would have not called him Jesus. Jesus is Greek. So if you go back during those days and you, you walk those lands, you wouldn't find a Mark, Matthew, Luke, a John, a Timothy. These are English-sounding Greek and, and English names. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm following you. Thank you. So this whole idea of the Romans' conspiracy to invent a character named Jesus. You may believe in Jesus, but only literary, literary, on, the, on the literary sense, meaning in, in the dirt sheets and the pages that white people have given you. There was no such person called Jesus that ever existed. They made this character up like they made them a religion. And to prove that, there's many writers that came forth and showed and proved how they borrowed and stole and concocted and made them a religion. One book that I mentioned in the notes there in the 21 Pearls is by Cursey Graves, The 16 Crucified Saviors. The same thing that they talk about with Jesus is the same thing that they mentioned in this book over 16 times, and 16 different people did the same thing. Mm. It's born of a virgin, being the light of the world, and this kind of stuff that they attribute to Jesus. That wasn't the only person that walked on water and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of that is astrotheology. So the whole idea of Jesus being black, if he ever existed, and if he did exist, he'd have to be black. <laughs> if, you, if, you go back to that, if you go back to that area where they said he existed, right? people didn't roam those, those, those areas, then they were stuck in the caves of Europe. Excuse me, Professor Griff, I hate to interrupt you, but we have a phone call. Okay. Caller, you're online with Professor Griffin, Lady Charmaine Day. How can we help you? This is area code one 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 one. You're on the air. Please speak. Oh, I, hi. I'm just listening for about three minutes, four minutes. So just trying to get, um, you know, the topic, and just listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Okay. Okay, Professor Griff, please continue. I, I, I like her. She says I'm not going to I like her, too. She's very sweet. I, she sounded very sweet. I, right. She said, I'm just listening. She went and That's got her pad and her pen. She got her pad and her pen. She said, I'm just going to listen. <laughs> A lot of stuff. Praise God. Oh, I love listeners. Thank you, Tab and Talk of- listener. Okay, now, pearl number seven. Black history did not begin with slavery. Yes, if we go into the history of black people, which black people's history have no beginning. I think white people wanted us to start at slavery because they don't want anyone to know anything about our accomplishments. 
And once we go into our accomplishments, we can kind of figure out the damage that they've done to us as a people. And we'll, we'll begin to figure some things out. You understand what I'm saying? So yes. uh, we, we do ourselves a disservice by sending our children to white, predominantly white educated schools. Just because the majority of people that go to your school look black, uh, what is the curriculum? You understand? Can you imagine rabbits sending their little rabbits to school to, to be taught by squirrels? <laughs> That's funny. That's ugly. So, so, so why Black History Month? You know, uh, there's a gentleman that taught, uh, an instructor, a professor at uh, Temple University. I taught his class um, one year, and he's a very, very, very good brother, Michael Kaur. Um Google his name. And um, it, beautiful brother, he wrote an article back in 2012, and he's basically saying, well, we probably don't even need a Black History Month. And I was like, okay, wow, interesting title, but let me go into, into the article and see what he was talking about. And he went, he went on to say, the fact that why can't every day be black history? Why, why can't we study our history every single day? Hell, we're black. Everyone else, mm. um, everything else around us speaks to white history. Buildings are named after them. Holidays are named after them. People, monuments and coins and money and everything is named after cars and, you know, everything is named after them. Um, they speak to all the inventions um, in the world. Everything is named after white people and speaks to their greatness. Everything speaks to their existence. Everything that black people have created. It's in a book somewhere, but it's probably under a white name, stolen by white people. And when they do get credit, they hide it so far deep into history that it's a painful, painful struggle to try to find something that black people have created that white people haven't attempted to steal. Not nowadays. Now we have the internet, so you can go and you can Google the inventions by black people, um, the patents that black people um, own, everything from the traffic light. <coughs> Michael, Michael okay? Jackson. Yeah, I just need to drink some water. Michael Jackson invented a pair of shoes that would cause him, you know that little move that Michael Jackson do when he leaned all the way forward? Yes. Well, he invented some shoes that, that – uh, Caused him uh, that can have him have that ability. Pardon me, that he could do that. So we talk about wow. inventions. So we need to look these particular things up and give credit to where credit is due. So do we need a Black History Month? Well, yeah, for the little the latecomers, but those of us that know, every year, every day, pardon me, of the year needs to be Black History. As long as we stay Black and die, as my mother told me, we need to study. Uh, our own history, black history, and it didn't start with slavery. We had a rich history on the continent of Africa. We had a rich history prior to Africa being a continent. We had a, we had a rich history when the Teutonic plates were together, and it was one big landmass, Pangaea. We had a rich history then, before white people came on the planet. Um, we had a history. So thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Of, of, of history we're working with. So to turn around and to have black people be reduced down to coons, niggers, birdheads, porch monkeys, and Negroes, and then you give us, you give us um, 30 days, 29 days, hell, 28 in this one, was well, a leap year, 29, to study our history is a shame. So we're saying, listen, mm. we're going to change this whole idea of black history around. We're going to study black history every day, we're not going to study it from a slave perspective, 
and we're going to stop celebrating it in February. We're going to change it to August. Hell, if we come from Africa and we need the heat, you understand what I'm saying? Why, why I hear you. Pick the warmest and the hottest time of the year. Oh, it's February. <laughs> Shoot. <Come laughs> I feel right you. Now. Fuck February. Let's do August. Pearl number nine. Who is the original man? Are we African or American, niggas or nagas? Well, to answer that question very directly, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us the question, and he gave also gave us the answer. The original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, and God of the universe. Are we niggas? No. But if you look at the root word to niggas and you go back and you study Eugene Adams' work, we are the niggas because the niggas are the Nagas, and the Nagas are the black gods. If you go into Asia and you study the root of the, um, the original people in Asia, Go to the Nagas tribe. They just took the term Naga from Niger and called us niggas. That's white people's ignorance. But they've taken this mm. word nigger and beat us down with it to the point where they put it among us, and now we beat each other down with it. But the Nagas mm. are the black gods. Um, I remember coming up, these, these, uh, the darkest one in the family caught hell. You black this and you black that and you black this. And I remember one time hearing, before these guys got into a fight, call them a black Sambo. But now mm. if you look up the word Sambo, all right, Sambo is the black god. And they got monuments in Asia patterned after the black Sambo. The Sambo is the god. So it's like, wow, okay. So, but they take these terms and beat us down with them to the point where we shameful to be called black. We'd rather be called African-American. Stop that. These same Negroes that call themselves African-Americans don't know a damn thing about Africa, and white people ain't going to let you be an American. Go read the Constitution. They wrote you in as three-fifths of a human being. You're not even a full citizen. You're not even a full All human. Right. Hell, a cow is five-fifths cow. A pig is five-fifths pig. But when it comes to black people in America, we three-fifths of a human being? I think not. I think not. Thank you. The black Thank man you. And the then black who are we? Original. Then who are we? Where are we? Are we all that we ought to be in this world's life? Franz Fanon gave us that. We are we are gods and goddesses having a human experience. Uh, where are we? We are in one hundred ninety six million nine hundred and forty thousand square miles of our home. We just ruled it from Africa. Are we all that we ought to be in this world's life? Hell yeah, we're the president of the United States. We're the best politicians, the best scientists. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? We hold on to God like no other people hold on to God. Regardless of what we call God, him or her. <laughs> we're the prettiest mm. people on the planet. You understand what I'm saying? I feel because you. Because it, natu- it naturally comes with who we are as a people. I am because we are, therefore I am, God having a human experience. Called Griff. Called Lady Charmaine Day. That's right. Claim it. <laughs> because the divinity in me <laughs> will celebrate the divinity in you, but you've got to recognize divinity. Divinity recognizes its own. Hello, Professor Griff. Exactly. You're right. Problem number 11, accept your own and be yourself. Elijah Muhammad gave, gave us that, and we should hold on to that. Accept your own and be your black self. Once we start accepting our own, we'll start embracing the good and the bad that comes with us, and we're left with the duty and responsibility to correct the bad. Because by nature, we are good people. Okay. 
God, I make mistakes, the born-again concept. Well, I think you're reading it wrong. God does not make mistakes. <laughs> oh, it's a God I. Yeah, God does not make mistakes. Not at all. So this whole idea of being born again, Christians probably need to kind of redefine what that actually means. Because mm. we might be need, we might need to be born again in a spiritual sense, but might might need to be go, born again through this particular word that I guess the Christians uh, uh, mistaken as uh, spirituality, but it comes off as religion. Um, therefore, taking us back through this whole concept of churchianity, you understand what I'm saying? So this whole idea of born again, no, God don't make mistakes. He was born right the first time. Now, when it comes Praise to this God. world's life, when it comes to this world's life, yeah, yeah. all of us need to be born again because we've been born into the center of this world. This mm. world, God's world, is two different worlds. I'm sorry. Amen. You live it versus you die it. Well, it's your live it versus your diet. You know, some people say, well, I got to change my diet. And you keep talking about diet, diet, diet. You die. You're dying in it. You're dying. <laughs> it's not your diet. We have to change the language so we can speak something positive into existence. How about your living? How about putting living food in the living body? Mm. You understand? So why do we keep calling it your diet? Simply because these things, people have this thing called, that I call durational suicide. You know you're eating this bad food. It's going to kill you one day. And guess what people start to say? Well, you're going to die of something sooner or later. Well, hell, let's get it off. <laughs> let's put death off as far as we can put it off. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and let's live. Let's put living food in a living body. Let's read a book called Drugs Masquerading as Foods, Deliciously Killing uh, Africans by Dr. Suzanne. We need to find out what we're eating. We need to learn how to read the labels. So we know what we're putting in our bodies. Remember, people, drink water, walk with fresh air, put living food in a living body. When you walk into the supermarket, um, Kroger's and Pathmark and Safeway and all that stuff in the middle aisles, you really don't need. Everything you really need is on the outer aisles of the, uh, of the supermarket, all of the fresh, natural stuff. But anyway. Professor Griff, we have another caller. Mm-hmm. Call area 917. You're on the air. Call area code 9175. You're on the air. All right, New York, 917. <laughs> 917, you're on the air. 917, do you have something to say? Area code 55. Five. I think they're listening. I think they're listening, too. Okay, let's okay. continue. All right. Okay, so now let's talk about black first. Black first. Well, Marcus Garvey gave us a concept and said race first. And what is wrong with that? <laughs> every people, every people puts their race first, except black people. Simply because they know and understand what Dr. Francis Cresswell talked about in reference to genetic annihilation. Secondly, they know and understand they come from a proud people with a proud history. They should put their race first. Well, then there's nothing wrong with black people putting our race first. I would like for people to go read this book by Jesse Carney Smith called Black First. 
2,000 years of extraordinary achievement by black people. Mm. Now, you can't beat that. Out of all, what, all that they say we've never done, we have 2,000, I have a book, and 2,000 years of extraordinary achievements in this particular book. So let's put black first. Hell, black comes first anyway. A baby growing in a woman's womb right now is in a bag of water and darkness. Mm. That's that baby's world. You understand what I'm saying? That's that black, that's that black melanin. Anyway. Thank you. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Pearl number 15. Black Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street is kind of deep. And I think simply talk because when, you, when we talk about Black Wall Street, and it can be mentioned in a few minutes, it's not difficult simply because we had a Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, all, and in Black Wall Street, we had a, a financial and economic system that worked for black people. And we could have duplicated Black Wall Street all across America, and we'd, we'd be free. But guess what they did? They bombed Black Wall Street. You understand what I'm saying? They had 600 mm. businesses. 600 businesses. Wow. 21 churches. 21 churches. 21 mm. restaurants. 30 grocery stores. Two movie theaters. Six private mm. airplanes. Hospitals, banks, post office, schools, library, law offices, and, a, and, a, and even a bus system. This was Black Wall Street. Black people. White folks bombed it, blew it up, burnt it to the ground. Go do your history, black people. Christians, go do your history. Thank you. Pearl number 16, the oldest book in the world. Now, we could talk about that pearl for uh, for a long time, but just to, because we're pressed for time, it's the teaching of Patahotep. Patahotep is P-T-A-H-H-O-T-E-P, Patahotep, the oldest book in the world. Google it right now, all right, so we could we could uh, understand that when we had to write, we were the first ones that wrote. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? In signs and in symbols and in letters and in glyphs to communicate with one another. The oldest book in the world. Some people say, well, ain't the Bible the oldest book in the world? No, 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 no. They stole aspects of the Bible from our oral tradition and just wrote it down. But we have, we have written words way before the Bible. Way before the Bible. So the teachings of Patahotep is the oldest book in the world. Thank you, Professor Griff. Pearl number 17. Mm. Certified Uncle Tom's. Goodbye, Uncle Tom. Mm. I, I, I wrote that as the, as the 17th pearl simply because we do have some uh, certified Uncle Toms that are operating among our people. And, he, and, and even if some of the Uncle Toms that have passed away that were obvious Uncle Toms, uh, they've left that that spirit and that vibration among young Uncle Toms operating nowadays among our people. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about the, the, uh, the Charles Barkley's and Michael Jordan's and these kind of Uncle Toms um, that want to that wanna snuggle up next to white people and, and, and actually uh, betray black people, knowing that black people deserve justice in America. But when you talk about Uncle Tom's, I need people to go read this book. It's the American Directory of Certified Uncle Tom's. I mean, it's certified. It's really a book? No, it's really a book. Google it. Okay. The American Directory of Certified uh, Uncle Tom's. Okay. <laughs> no, it's really a book. <laughs> 
And the names <laughs> of this book, they probably won't blow your mind because you probably know some of them. All right? We're not going to call no names today, but, yeah, go read, go read the book. They're there. You understand what okay, I'm we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that and go to Pearl 18. Black okay. and through whitewashed. Blackout through whitewash. Blackout okay. through whitewash is, is another book that I want people to read. It's by the doctor, Dr. Suzar. Blackout through whitewash are all of the black people and concepts that were originally black, but they turned it to white. The, the, um, the Madonna and Child. That whole story, that was a black story that white people turned into white people. Mm. The, the, black, the, black, the black mother carrying and suckling, suckling black child, uh, suckling on, on the black mother's breast. You know, the Madonna and child story. That was originally black. How did, mm. how did, it, become, how did it become white? You know, and then they started putting out books like the book your church does not want you to read. This is an actual book, and it goes into these concepts that white people have taken out of the Bible and made white. This whole idea of Adam and Eve, they've turned to Adam and Steve. Okay. And even when you talk about yep. Adam and Eve in the Bible, Eve was not Adam's first wife. A woman by the name of Lilith was Adam's first wife. But they changed I the know. story. They changed the names. They changed the complexions. And you can read it in this book called All of Our Inventions. All of the people in history that were black, white people, changed them. And you can see them doing it in the movies now. When you go watch a movie about Egypt and the gods and this, that, and the other, them people are, those people are, are white in the movies. Charleston Heston and uh, playing Moses and all these other people. No, these people were originally black. Professor Griff, I'm going to take the last three pearls all together. The Ancestors, the Bible, the Book of the Dead, and Y21. Go. The Ancestors. We have an ancestral realm, realm that the ancestors dwell in, and the beautiful energy that comes through from God through the ancestors to the elders to us as a people, a direct connection to God, him, and herself. The Bible. The Bible is a book of allegories, stories, um, dealing with values, interests, principles, taken from African concepts, all right? But it's a dead book. It's become dead simply because we're talking about thousands and thousands of years ago. But the question is, are we? Are we talking about the historical uh, figure called Jesus or the, or, or the mythical um, uh, prophetic Christ? And we need to know the difference between the two, all right? Last one, my, that last one, number 21, is a question to you. Why the number okay. 21? Why 21? 21, 21, because it's a a beautiful number, and I thought a beautiful number might turn you on and turn your brain on and make you think (laughs) and make you wonder and make you express yourself. Mm, Okay. There you have it. The divinity in me celebrates the divinity in you because we are divine. Everything in nature is divine in us. Amen. So, Professor Griff, in the last 14 minutes of the show, um, I wanted to talk about your GoFundMe account. Uh-huh. Well, it's not necessarily an account. I guess we have to put it in that language simply because when I created this GoFundMe uh, page to put up, it was right after a car accident that I had gotten into. I got hit head-on from a gentleman who stole someone's car. And uh, mm. running from the police, he hit me, 
he hit me head on. Uh, subsequently, backed his car up and drove away. And they were they weren't able to find this gentleman yet. But from what I suffered from that, and still suffering from it, these particular injuries, the chiropractor couldn't do it. You know, sometimes we have to go seek um, help and counsel and and treatment outside of the uh, the the, uh, the, uh, the medical association. <laughs> the That's right. Association, I call them. How are you doing? Because, uh, <laughs> well, I'm suffering from this thing called sciatica, and I'm sure a lot of people out there that have suffered from this, they know how this excruciating pain that you deal with every single day because it's in your nerves. Wow. So we're talking about getting some alt, uh, alternate kind of treatment, alternative kind of treatment, uh, along with yoga, along with breathing, and, 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 and that kind of thing. So, yeah, so it's some different kind of treatment that I need. So well, Professor Griff, I want you to, pardon me? Professor Griff, I want you to know that I put your 21 pearls on my website with a link okay. to your GoFundMe account. So when All people right. down when people make a, a deposit into your GoFundMe account, they can come back and download your 21 pearls. Okay, that's beautiful. And I think yes. the pearls will set, will serve as a base to get people to understand that we need to get back on the right track. You understand what I'm saying? And this is just 21 yes. things that I kind of put together <coughs> top of my head because Lady Charmaine Day was on me about it. I'm like, okay, here you go. <laughs> I'm like, here you go. If I had to take my time, I could probably put together 121. I know you could have. You could have done anything you wanted to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but listen, um, I want you to know I call it the Professor Griff Rehabilitation Fund instead of an account. People think when you say account, a lot of black people have been scammed from a lot of scammers that are out there. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because we don't trust we don't trust one another. So we have to be very mindful of these kind of things that go on out there. I've been serving the people ever since I was a teenager. Uh, That's the truth. Crisscrossing the country. Um, um, mentoring programs and, and this kind of thing. Feeding the homeless and whatever you Whatever you uh, know to be a service of, of, of uh, helping the people, I've been involved in it. I don't care if it's reading programs at schools and going to talk to people in prison and whatever. I've done it. You understand what I'm saying? So my work speaks yes. for itself. Speaks for itself. Professor Griff, thank you. Thank you for everything that you have ever done. I appreciate you. Oh, give thanks. People can reach me at 678-557-2919 or go to my website, www dot Professor Griff dot M as in Master E as in Equality Professor Griff dot me. All right, and I really appreciate you. Thank you. Can you repeat that way to get you one more time slowly, please? Okay, my phone number is six seven eight five five seven two nine one nine. People can email me at seriousmindsinfo at gmail dot com. At serious s i r i u s Minds, M-I-N-D-Z, info, I-N-F-O, at gmail.com. My website is www.professorgriff.me. That's M-E, professorgriff.me. Okay. Thank you, Professor Griff. Professor Griff, is there any final thoughts you would like to share with the listening audience? I would just would like to let listening audience know that um, I want them to approach these 21 pearls of wisdom not coming from a radical, militant, hip-hop uh, head 
people write me off as being Muslim and whatever, whatever, and they may have some kind of thing, things operating in the back of their brain cells about what a Muslim is. I want I want your Christian audience to know that I'm a Christian also. A Christian is one who's crystallized into the oneness with God through the example Christ. And we have to be able to redefine these things and have them mean something to us, not have, have other people uh, define us and who we are. A Muslim is a Christian. You understand what I'm saying? We just have two different yeah. ways we express our way towards getting back to the creator and getting back to ourselves. I'm God having a human experience called grief because everything divine in nature is operating in me. It's operating in you. The scripture says you're all God's children of the most high. Well, hell, we're going to start growing up. We ain't children anymore. I hear you. Professor Griff, we have a phone call. Okay. Hello, phone call. How are you? This is Lady Charmaine Day. Warren Benjamin, are you there? I think your audience is just listening today, Miss Charmaine Day. All right. I'll let them listen. (laughs) <laughs> I let them listen. I gave, I gave them my phone number if they want to call me. They can call me. I'm here. Okay. Well, then we've come to the end of this episode. Let's let's let me close it out. Professor Griff, would you agree to come back to visit me on Taboo Talk once again? Of course, definitely. Thank you, Professor Griff. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your knowledge. I thank you for your education. I thank you for your enlightenment. I thank you for taking time up to uplift me and the listening audience. You are greatly appreciated and valued. Oh, give thanks. Give thanks. Give Give thanks. thanks. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, we have come to the end of our show. This episode was done because you, listener Taboo Talk, are very, very special, deserving nothing less than what God has promised you. God has promised you a wonderful, peaceful, happy, joyful, prosperous, abundant life. Continue seeking God's face in all that you do, and a wonderful life will occur for you. Taboo Talk featuring me, Lady Charmaine Day, exists to help transform your mind, body, and spirit, utilizing the principles of Jesus Christ. For more information on Professor Griff, please go to his website. Professor Griff, can you get that website one more time? My website is www.professorgriff.me. Thank you. And for more information on Lady Charmaine Day, please visit www.ladycharmaineday.com. Until next time, continue to do the things that you do. Continue to be special. Continue to be loving. Continue to be nurturing. Continue to uplift and guide people. Continue to show up and give thanks and to help people just because, even if they don't thank you back, because that's what it's all about, to be the bigger person and to help people have a best life possible. Professor Griff came on the show to give you wisdom so that you can be empowered and free. Well, until next time, take care, stay special, goodbye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.